I told even my wife that, you know, one day this may make our car payment because I was thinking that only marketing a consultant would need it. But little did I know that there was a need for any uh, discipline. They needed this. And then things started to get better and better and better and, and just took off. And we are now, you know, we hit like seven figures in sales in fourth year and we have not looked back. Welcome to Creator's Edge, a podcast for creators. I sit down with incredible creatives, share their stories, trials, tribulations, and the strategies that help them rise to the top. I want to take you on a journey to explore some of the brightest minds in the world of marketing and the creators who impact the lives and the work that we do. This is a podcast for the aspiring, seasoned, and veteran creators, helping you create better. Welcome to your Creator's Edge. This is Episode 2 with AJ Prasad. AJ Prasad is the CEO of GMR Transcriptions, a transcription and editing company that has served thousands of customers including Amazon, McDonald's, Yale University, and Microsoft. AJ's journey with GMR started back in 2004, but his mission holds true today as it did back then to provide exceptional and accurate transcriptions for writers, educators, and businesses. AJ and his company have worked with clients, including the world's best creators like John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire and Dustin Hartzler from Automatic. AJ has spent 19 years of his life working at senior positions before starting GMR. AJ holds a master's degree in management science from the University of Georgia and is the official member of the Forbes Agency Council. He also hosts his podcast, The Founders Corner. And I'm excited and honored to invite AJ on the show to share his remarkable journey and his rise to success. AJ, thank you so much for joining me tonight. It is such a pleasure to invite you on the show. I'm glad to be here, Boris. So, AJ, tell us how GMR Transcriptions got started as a company. You know, back in 2004 now, so you're talking 15 years back, I used to be in corporate America and the first half of my career was in corporate America. I was not like a CEO of major corporation, but I was at the C-level Uh, and senior executive for most of my life, actually. And then uh, in 2003, I was basically fired from my job. And at that point, uh, it it was not like, you know, when you're fired because you're not able to do your work, it's a different thing. But, you know, I was fired, you know, which is what happens in corporation when you are not in sync with the management in terms of where the company should be going. So obviously I thought I was correct. Everyone else thought they were correct and I was fired. I just decided that next time I want to be in control. 
So I want to do something where I live or die by my sword. So if I do well, if I make the right decision, I do well. If not, then it's me who has to worry about it. So which meant that you had to become an entrepreneur. I have always been in marketing. I started my career in marketing. And then later part, obviously, once you get into management, like if you become CEO, and which I was for a dot-com company, you know, marketing is just part of it. You become more of a businessman. But really, my anchor foundation was marketing. So I started doing some marketing consulting. And I never learned how to type very quickly. And I could not walk and chew gum. So I cannot, I don't have a memory. So I would go and talk to the client. And what, what I used to do is I would take record it because I cannot talk and take notes and still can be very cohesive. So I, I like it to be just free flow. And it's tough to get in the free flow when you, what someone said. So I would record it. So one of those meetings went into, went out for seven hours. And, and so I would record, I will come back, I will listen to it, I will jot down the points, and then based on that, we'll come up with a, with a plan. So this particular meeting was seven hours, and if you have to listen to seven hours and stop and take notes and all that, you're talking 25 hours of work. So I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to do that. So I wanted to get it transcribed. Now, remember, this is 2004. My recorder was electronic, so there was no way for me to upload and send the recording to anywhere. Everything was out of whack because people kept on quoting me by line. So they will say, okay, 11 cents per line. I was like, I have seven hours of recording. How many lines that would be? We don't know. And so I didn't want to get the transcript and I have a $25,000 invoice with it. So long story short, I ended up doing it myself. But in the back, that transcription, going through that and, and recording. But then I realized that there was a need for transcription where service, where the pricing was very clear cut, transparent. And then at the same time, uh, make it very easy for, for someone to get it transcribed because finding a transcriber is, is very difficult also. So I created this platform, GMA Transcription, where you could upload your voice file and then at that time, I was the admin. Now I have a team of people who are working, who manage it. I could identify, a, a, you know, basically a transcriber, send it to them. The transcriber will transcribe. I pay the transcriber. Uh, my client pays me. And whatever the difference, I keep. So that was a business model I created. I thought that that will be a hobby business, to be very honest. I told even my wife that, you know, one day this may make our car payment. Because I was thinking that only marketing consultant would need it. But little did I know that there was a need for every, literally talk about any uh, discipline. They needed this. And then things started to get better and better and better and, and it just took off. And we are now, you know, we hit like seven figures in sales in fourth year and we have not looked back. AJ talks about how he was able to work with some pretty big companies like Microsoft and AT&T. And the remarkable thing is that it almost happened by chance. I had no idea. I was thinking that only consultants like me would need it because they record that. But we have professors and PhD students from literally every major universities that you can think of. You know, all these major corporations, we have Chevron, AT&T, like people from all these big companies. You go to the corporate meeting you have and you want to get it transcribed. So, so we not only that we have created this system, but we also have created work for about 
into close to 300 transcribers who on a regular basis, we give them work to do transcription. And they are, they are based literally all over the country. Many of them in the small town USA where you wouldn't have an opportunity to make a you know, decent amount of money uh, based on your skill set. I was thinking maybe there will be three, four people who will have work. So that was when I was, that was my vision. I'm just being very honest. I, I thought I will always be a marketing consultant and this will be my side business. So AJ, you've been in marketing for a while. What would you say is your marketing and entrepreneurial superpower? So I started my career in consumer research. So basically asking customers and analyzing the data, that's where I started for one year. So for the longest period of time, I was head of strategy and analysis. You, you can almost say the non-creative part of marketing. I always joke that I don't have a single creative bone in my body. But at the same time, because I've analyzed the work for so long, so I have a knack for looking at the creative work and know if it will work or not for marketing. That talent worked very well but most of the time i was in strategy until you know i got into complete product management or the ceo aj who inspired you to become an entrepreneur were you always entrepreneurial in retrospect now i was always entrepreneurial to give you an idea even in corporation in those days there was an idea it was called intrapreneur so that within the company creating new ideas creating new processes you know helping solve problem that people didn't even know there was a problem, which is what basically entrepreneurs do. I was at that time head of strategy, large toy company. And I quit that job to start my own business. For three years, I was going to manufacture something in, in India. I'm originally from India and market in US. But obviously, at, at that time, I did not know enough. So after three years, I gave up. And I uh, luckily, when I wanted to get back into the corporate world, my boss from the last company that I was at had become uh, the CEO of a, a very large restaurant chain. So when I told him, he said, actually, I'm looking for a strategy person. So I, I just told him that I think I need to get, get a job. Do you know someone? Because he, is also my, he was also my mentor. And he's like, no, I, I want you. So, so I ended up working for him uh, as the head of uh, strategy for that company. And then again, even when I get back into the corporate world, my entrepreneurial instincts was well and alive. I came up with some really interesting uh, concepts for the company that literally saved the, the company five, six million dollars in the bottom line. So I was always like that. I'm, I'm never content with just come in and do the same thing and go back again. And so I decided to be an entrepreneur really to just have control over my life more than anything else. Like I explained, you know, my instincts were always entrepreneurial. I was always moving in that direction. So the change was almost seamless for me. AJ, what would you say is the core difference between being an entrepreneur and being a marketing strategist and an employee? It totally depends on your personality. I always tell people that everyone cannot be an entrepreneur. In corporation, because I was really one of the very lucky ones that I would say, literally after four years of experience. So I moved up so quickly. And once you are a vice president level, then you are involved in every, really every part of uh, the operation. You know, it's not that you don't have decision making, but you have input in everything. So uh, I had that experience. So when you are an entrepreneur, 
The biggest challenge is that you need to understand every component of the business, right? Which is tough. That's the reason why you have, you know, the failure level is so high. I think that the last I was reading, 90% of the businesses close within five years, right? That start. And the reason being that uh, just having a good idea and being enthusiastic about it is not good enough. You need to have the business instinct. But once you have that, then it, it is easier. So if you don't have that instinct and if you don't have that, that drive. And the other thing about entrepreneurship is that it is going to be tough uh, in the beginning. There, there's no shortcut around that. You have to put a lot and a lot of time you know, to start with. And almost always, I, I'm still putting as many hours as I used to put when I was you know, senior executive in, uh, in large corporation. You know, versus if you have a regular job, so if someone who likes nine to five job or eight to five, whatever, where you come in, you want to be in, in the silo or maybe grow gradually, but, but you want like my son, for example, you know, he's like, oh, I want a balance. Uh, entrepreneurs, balance is not for entrepreneurs. <laughs> so if you're looking for, so that's why entrepreneur, you need to, to really care for what you are doing. So this cause uh, you need to have passion for, you know, so the why component is very important. You need a very different kind of passion to to be an entrepreneur. Otherwise, uh, you give up. You know, that's what I did for the first time, right? When when I when I started my own uh, business in, in late 80s, I thought that there's an opportunity. I can manufacture this thing in India and market here. But just like any other thing, when I started hitting uh, wall after wall after wall, I gave up and went back to the job because it was not, I didn't had that something, you know, internally that said, I'm never going to go back to that life. So, you know, versus the second goal at being an entrepreneur, I was very clear that option is closed. I'm never going to go back to corporation. So then I had to figure uh, something and it was not natural, but, but Eventually, I did figure and, and I have created like three, four businesses because I started to enjoy things and I, I started to realize that, okay, I love creating a business and then handing over to, to someone who can run it for me and create another business. I just, I realized that, you know, I have a big passion for that and every business I create, there has to be reason behind it. You know, that, that's the other thing I've learned is if you're doing just because it looks like a good idea that you can make money, uh, normally it doesn't work. It's, it's a whole different mindset, I guess, you need to have. Hey there, I'm Boris, the host of Creator's Edge. And I got a small favor to ask you. If you got a minute, I would really, really appreciate it if you can leave a review on Apple. It would only take a minute of your time and it would make such a big difference. Thank you so much and I hope you enjoy the show. So AJ, you are a very successful entrepreneur, CEO and businessman. Besides the idea, besides the passion, besides the motivation and the drive, what does it truly take to succeed? First thing, you need to understand the basics of all businesses, right? So you have operational issues, you have financial issues, you have marketing issues, right? And then, then if, and in the beginning, you are doing all of these things. So I was everything. So you need to have that business skill or 
you need to surround yourself. So if you have a partner, your partner compliments uh, the skill that you don't have. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, there are way too many people. I was reading, uh, you know, some article that said, oh, there are a lot of passionate people with great ideas floating head down in the water, basically. Yeah, because that's not good enough. The, whatever you want to do needs to have a business need, obviously. And then uh, you have to have those basic skills like planning, a strategy, having a vision. Uh, how do you execute that? Who is going to execute it? What are the resources you need? How do you track the results? Uh, this nitty gritty, these boring things about business, you need to know. Otherwise, uh, again, you will be doing things and you will know why something is working, why something is not working, and, and then you end up going nowhere. It's pretty amazing how far we've come in the world of business, even since 2014. I still remember the days of Homestead and America Online. And today we leverage the most powerful tools that give us the deepest insights like Google Analytics. These things just didn't exist even seven years ago. But by the way, you, you are correct, Boris. When I started, there was no Google Analytics. Okay, so we, we had installed some kind of thing. I can, don't even ask me what it is. Uh, some website so that we could track the, the data, uh, the traffic. And basically, that was all. I could figure out how many people are coming. So Google Analytics came after 2004. I can't even remember when. It was 2006, 7. But today, I always suggest to them that you should learn the basics of programming. Don't become a programmer. But you should understand that because anything that is happening is now through the platform uh, these days. So, so you need to understand basically how things work. You don't need to become an ace programmer. Same thing I'm, I'm telling my, uh, I have a, a development team also of about 50 programmers. I tell them that you should know the basics of marketing so that you know why you're doing what you're doing. And, and un unless you know why you're doing what you're doing, you will not be able to see the results. You will not succeed. Uh, so, so nowadays, the tools, and, and there's a flip side of that tool also, uh, Boris. Says I run into way too many people, especially small business owners, who are trying to do everything. Like, you know, my chiropractor is designing his own website and doing email campaign. And, and, you know, basically, and now he's working 16 hours a day, seven days a week, and has no life. And then, obviously, he cannot be more effective than, for example, someone whose life is SEO, right? Since you know SEO, so, so you know what I'm talking about. Yes, you know, you can learn the basics, how it works, the SEO, but executing it so that you get the best result and you keep on improving, that's a whole different ballgame. That's where you need experts. Uh, so because there are tools, a lot of people think that they know enough. I always write some articles, and I will tell you that the some people that I have met will say, oh, I read your article, and I'm already doing marketing, doing this, this, you know. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, okay, so basically you have a plumbing business. You read one article from me, and you think that now you know how to do marketing, you know, effective marketing for your business. That's the flip side also. I think that general awareness should be fine, but you you should know where your strength is and where, uh, and where you need uh, someone else to plug 
any weakness that you may have. Next, AG talks about the importance of knowing your anchor, knowing your strength, and the importance of building teams of people who are the very best at what they do. Knowing what your anchor is is very important. You, you need to stick to your strength always. Even when I was in corporate life, I knew that I'm not going to overcome my weaknesses. Some idiotic managers that I've had was like, you are really good at these things. I think that you have to pick up on this. And I'm like, is it possible? Can you be excellent at every part of marketing? I mean, you know, it, it's kind of crazy to say, hey, you know, your strategy, you know, you can ask five questions and all of a sudden these uh, creative people know what to do. But but you should also know how to become more creative. It's just like, <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, maybe if I can either be analytic or creative, right? So just just knowing what your strengths are and and what is your anchor that will help you with all the other areas because again you want the best people handling every piece of business eventually in the beginning you will probably end up doing a lot of work and again there are entrepreneurs who come up with a business plan and they go and raise funds to do it you know their how they will start is very different because they will build a team to start with Versus someone like me who just started doing it. So I had to pick up a lot of the basics myself and then started getting things done through uh, outside sources and eventually had to build my own team to handle everything. Hey there, I got a quick favor to ask you. If you like the show, please consider leaving a review on Apple. It really takes just a minute and makes a huge difference in helping the podcast grow. It also allows us to bring you amazing guests like AJ and Jay, and we can't wait to make more episodes for you. So please take a second to leave a review on Apple. Don't delay. It only takes a minute. Consider doing that right now. And we hope you enjoy the show. So AJ, tell me a little more about GMR transcription and how it all began. Did you at any point have to do any of the transcriptions yourself? I always knew that there was a need for transcribers needed work. And then uh, people like me needed transcription. Like I said, transcription is not my strength. So I did not even try to do transcription. I, I was more focused on on solving the whole process. How is it going to work? I mean, so someone transcribed. I don't know them. So first thing, so I had to, you had to figure out how do you test someone? Just because someone raises a hand and say, oh, I'm a transcriber. You know, it doesn't mean anything, right? Anyone can say that. And transcription is not easy. You need to have a very different mindset in order to transcribe. Attention to detail, being focused, understanding nuances. So, so it's not like anyone can do it. So creating a process of how do you recruit transcribers? How do you do QA? Because I was not going to listen to it. And, and like I said, it was always going to be my hobby, I thought, right, when I started. So, so no, I, I was just going to run more like a business uh, from the get-go. And because this was not my, in my mind, core business, so I did not ever try to create, do any shortcut, which was a very interesting lesson for me later on when I th started thinking about other businesses. It's like, wow, this thing worked. 
And the reason it worked is I never tried to do like shortcut and say, okay, I can do average here and, and I can do above average there and overall it will be fine. Because I was always trying to figure out, okay, who is going to do this? So there was no re reason for me to compromise anywhere. You know, versus what happens that you don't compromise by design, but suppose I was doing the transcription. I don't have that skill. So, so my quality would at best be average, right? Versus someone who has done that for 10 years will, will be very different. I mean, you know, there are people who can, who can literally correct. I know that it, this was said, but it meant this. So when someone is doing it for research, it becomes very important. You know, but if it is legal, then you want everything verbatim. So all those skill set, I never even tried to get it. So no, I, I always had uh, people outside. I was just managing the business. That's it. All the work was done by someone, you know, building the site, doing the marketing, uh, getting transcription, everything was done by uh, different people. What were some challenges that you and GMR had to overcome to get to where you are today? What were some hardships and obstacles and how did you face them? Wow. You are, you are just asking some, you know, there's a huge list of it. So, so the first thing is, and which is a good lesson for most entrepreneurs, many of my assumptions were wrong, right? The first was, you know, some of them was positive, most of them negative. So my assumption about no demand for this, you know, very few people would need it, was totally off. I did not even know that there was a big market. So that was on the plus side. But minus the way I was assuming that it will work. So for example, I thought you know what, transcription can be done in India, right? I'm from India. Uh, so I, I recruited people who said I can do transcription on the platform and had them try to do transcription and it was miserable. The quality was horrible every time. The only good thing that I did was I offered, you know, 100% guarantee money re return when, if you don't like it. And guess what? Probably the first 100 projects, <laughs> 95, I, I had to return the money. It was so bad. So I learned very quickly that not everyone who claims to be a transcriptionist is a transcriptionist, right? Uh, so that was the first thing. The second thing was the platform. It was not that easy uploading. There are so many different formats. So what that meant is I will have to have a full-time uh, programmer really working and fixing the, you know, the platform on a regular basis, uh, which I didn't realize. And now I laugh about it. So I was thinking that, you know, I will have this automated system where you upload your form. You know, the system will automatically send it to a transcriber. So you upload, you say, you know, what are this? Uh, or I'll pay, you know, which is what GMA transcription is charging, for example. And then uh, the system will automatically send it to a transcriber who has agreed to do it for 75 cents. I'm, again, I'm just throwing a number. And then when it's done, it goes back to the client. He pays the money, it is splits, it goes 75% or 75 cents of dollar goes to the transcriber automatically. And I get to keep 25. And basically, it's automated business. So, you know, all these nonsense that you hear about, oh, you make money in sleep. I mean, that's what, uh, you know, I thought that, that I was doing, right? So it's a system and I don't have to do anything. Boy, was I wrong there? Because there is no way in the world that you can do that kind of automation. You know, the, the people have tons of questions. So 
no one will even upload the file. I would tell you that every first time client, you know, 90% of the first time client who have never heard about us will call the office to find out how you do that, what you do it and all that. And then, then of course, a big chunk of now our client are referrals. Now referrals will come in and, and sign up because it's, it's very simple and start uploading. But even sending automated, uh, you know, you have to identify the transcribers who is good, who is bad. You know, they would say, okay, this transcriber is very good when it comes to foreign language. This transcriber is very good for anything that has to do with financial. I mean, knowing all those things, there's no way in the world uh, that a platform could do that. So now something that I thought will never have anyone, you know, if I would not be involved, there won't be even, even a phone number there. There's four full-time people working. And, uh, and, the, and the head of the operations, you know, gets paid like a typical CEO of a small company. I was off on almost, I would say, all my assumption. But the only thing that worked is, is I saw there was a demand and we kept on fixing the issue. You know, the, uh, my user interface that I thought people will, uh, un uh, will understand, I was totally off on that. I had to change the user interface after all these complaints. I mean, it is, and we are still adjusting. We are still changing uh, 15 years later. You, you, can, you can never reach a point where you say, oh, I'm done now. I can sit back and, and just count my money, which is what I was thinking. And it is, I was so far off, so wrong on that, that it's not even funny. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for listening. And AJ, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to join me and share your incredible knowledge and journey of GMR transcription. Your story is truly inspiring and we wish you all the best. If you like the show, please, please, please consider leaving a review on Apple. It is the absolute best way to support the show, and it only takes a minute of your time. It also helps us to create content just like this. Thank you so much for tuning in and for joining us, and we'll see you again next week. You can find Creator's Edge wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Music, and every major platform. You can learn more about AJ Prasad and GMR Transcriptions by visiting gmrtranscriptions.com. You can also learn more about GMR Transcriptions on Twitter at GMR Transcriptions.